Welcome to the Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much needed peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Dharma. In this episode, we'll be talking about the innate discomfort of being and how we could help alleviate this feeling. The story that we'll be discussing this theme is called Maley Scott Meets Loneliness, which comes from the U.S. in the 20th century from the book The Hidden Lamp, Stories from 25 Centuries of Awakened Women, edited by Florence Kaplow and Susan Moon. Here is how the story goes. Crying in despair, an earnest student asked her teacher, Seisho Maley Scott. I've worked so hard to transform this crippling loneliness I feel. I can neither shake it nor live with it. Can you help me? Holding the student in a steady gaze and offering her confident smile, Seisho Mealy ended the conversation with, Please, don't ever think anything is out of place. Here's Diane Musho Hamilton's reflection on this piece, of which I'd like to share a few paragraphs. Loneliness, by its very nature, is out of place. It is not orderly or aligned. It has the messy dimensions all bad feelings do. It hurts. It is the baby crying for its mother, the lover reaching out in the night for the one who was left. Loneliness yearns for someone to come. It pines for something to change. Yet the teacher tells us, don't ever think anything is out of place. What happens when we just allow loneliness to be as it is? Because Seisho Maley Scott is right. When we make room for loneliness, we allow for everything. We experience directly the pain of the separate self and we can see beyond its limits to everything as it is. Nothing can ever be out of place. The one true heart that embraces all things reveals itself to us. As the great Sufi poet Rumi wrote, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. The cry of our loneliness has a place at the table, and so does our tenderness. Our troubling questions are good company, and the teacher's response is a smiling welcome to all of our life. Don't ever think that anything is out of place. 
include all of the unexpected visitors and entertain them all. In reflecting on the discomfort that not only do we feel as we grow older, but as we were truly born with, the question remains, what do we do with this loneliness? I like the word loneliness because it's the pain of feeling separate, the pain of not feeling connected. And while we have found many words to our pain, very much is well-characterized in loneliness. When we are lonely, we feel like we're not anchored anywhere. We don't belong to anyone. We don't feel like our body is secure. Our mind is safe. Everything feels dangerous because nothing seems right. Nothing feels real. And I think it is quite a startling and important realization, something that I have felt throughout my life, that loneliness doesn't just emerge when we are teenagers or when we are adults. It's actually something we're born with. It's part of being human. And this is not something any human being can escape. When we are younger, I think that it's perhaps the overwhelming sensations we feel, the crippling sense of unknown that surrounds us that may slightly distract us from being aware that we are lonely, but truly from the moment we're born to as we grow up from being children to teenagers to adults to elders, this loneliness is something that grows and persists and manifests in many, many ways. And of course, the world offers so many distractions and so many supposed cures to escape this loneliness because loneliness is so often demonized as is anger, as is fear, as is confusion. Instead of seeking to understand these deeper, complex emotions, all linked to the discomfort of existence, of existing, of questioning why we are here, what is the meaning of this pain, will this pain ever leave? Instead, we learn to label these emotions as wrong and push them away to the furthest corners of our mind so we can appear normal and behave normally in front of others. But instead, we are suffering deeply behind closed doors while drowning our fears and feelings and substances and people and experiences, yet all the while faced with this deep, deep loneliness. What I like so much about this story is that this is so universal. I myself see my own story in this student of reaching out to a teacher and asking them, 
I have this loneliness that I can't live with and I can't get rid of. What can I do? We are constantly locked in this eternal struggle between the things that we don't want to deal with that happen to be in our lives and the joy that we so, so deeply desire. And according to this Buddhist philosophy and also my personal practice, it's when we recognize that these are two coin, two sides of the same coin of life. We start to realize that there is no striving for any sort of attainment of happiness in life. Because happiness is not a state that you can reach through effort. In fact, happiness is something that happens when you let go of perceptions that essentially create barriers, create weight in yourself and your mind. What the author talks about in this reflection is essentially realizing that when we are no longer afraid of our loneliness, when we are no longer afraid of our existence and the difficult questions that come with it, we can start to befriend these emotions and see them as evidence of our greater reality. It could be so deeply hurtful and hard to see the things that are wrong with us or feel wrong with us. But when we sit with them long enough, they start to seem more and more normal. And as they start to seem more and more normal, the guilt and the shame that we used to feel in being lonely and being hurt and angry, all these things start to fade. And when we see the emotion for what it is, which is really a misguided fear of the unknown, of what is in store for us in the future, from what we experienced in the past and the present, we can start to unlearn this perspective and tendency. We can start to be ourselves, that connector, that slowly disentangles ourselves from this existential loneliness and builds connections to the world around us, to the universe which is ever-present and always teeming with connection and life and love if we allow ourselves to open to it. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it brings you joy, and I also hope that the week ahead is full of happiness, safety, and health for all. Until next week.